Every day, millions of people around the world hit the links to play a round of golf. While most people do it for fun, the very best at the game are able to earn millions of dollars a year as professionals. However, this global recreational and competitive sport has origins that most people aren't even aware of, dating back even earlier than its generally recognized origin. Learn more about the history of golf and how it became the sport that it is today on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935, after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Golf is a sport that has a better known origin story than most sports. If you think you know how the game of golf originated in Scotland, you aren't wrong. However, there is much more to the story than that. To understand the true origins of golf before the modern game was developed in Scotland, we have to go back even further and cross the sea into continental Europe. In particular, we need to go to the Netherlands. Hitting a ball with a stick is a pretty simple activity that's been around for a very long time. The origins of hitting a ball with a stick is unknown, but there were many informal games that people played where they would either try to get a ball as close as possible to an object or try to reach an object in the fewest number of swings. This type of game where you hit a ball to reach an object was first formalized in the Netherlands. The first mention of such a game appeared in the 13th century and the game was called Kalf, spelt with a C or a K. As far as we can tell, the rules of Kalf were pretty simple as it was just hitting a target hundreds of yards away in the fewest number of strokes. The target wasn't necessarily a hole in the ground. It probably would have been something like a large rock, a tree, or the side of a barn. Kalf wasn't played on a formal course. You could play Kalf anywhere, including on a street or a field. Not surprisingly, Kalf resulted in a lot of broken windows. In 1326, Kalf was banned in Brussels. Anyone caught playing Kalf would be fined 20 shillings or have their overcoat confiscated. In 1389, the city of Harlem created a field solely for the purpose of playing Kalf because it had become too dangerous to play within the walls of the city. Golf also developed into a team game, not simply an individual sport. 
In the 16th and 17th centuries, Europe had the Little Ice Age, which resulted in rivers and canals in the Netherlands freezing over in the winter. These ice fields proved to be a particularly popular place to play golf in the winter. It resulted in the game changing with specialized sticks and balls. Paintings and drawings from this period show people playing with sticks that either look suspiciously like golf clubs or at least like field hockey sticks. The balls at this time would have been made out of wood or leather. Dutch traders took the game with them as they traveled. Dutch settlers in Fort Orange, which is now Albany, New York, were reported to be playing the game in 1659, causing the same problems that they did back in Europe. In the 18th century, golf evolved in a totally different direction in the Netherlands than it did in Scotland. Golf actually became an indoor sport and is still played in a few small communities in the Netherlands today. The modern game involves having to hit a post on the opposite end of a court, and then hit the post in the starting end, and then hitting the post in the opposite end again. There was an active amount of trade between the Netherlands and the southeastern coast of Scotland. It's believed that Dutch sailors brought the game of golf with them to Scotland, where it became popular. The word golf also became golf at some point in Scotland. It may just have been an issue of translation, or it may have been a reference to an old Scottish word meaning to strike. It isn't known when golf arrived in Scotland, but in 1457, King James II of Scotland passed a law outlawing the playing of golf and football because it took away from archery practice. Additional bans were placed in 1471 and 1491, but supposedly King James IV had golf clubs and balls given to him as a gift, so people must still have been playing it. In 1567, Mary, Queen of Scots, was accused of playing golf just days after her husband was murdered, a time when she should have been in mourning. While we know something called golf was being played in the 16th century, and that it involved sticks and balls, we don't really know what the rules were. In 1636, a schoolmaster from Aberdeen, Scotland, named David Wedderburn, published a Latin grammar textbook for children that made references to golf, as well as mentioning the first golf hole. Many of the locations where Scots would play golf were in areas known as links. Today, links are associated with golf, but at the time in Scotland, it was just a word describing a rough grassy area between the land and the sea. In 1672, Sir John Fullis of Edinburgh wrote in his diary that he had played golf at the Musselburgh Links, which is evidence used to support its claim that it's the world's oldest golf course. In 1687, Thomas Kincaid, a medical student, wrote an instruction manual for playing golf. The first rules for golf were published in 1744 for the Gentleman Golfers Competition for the Silver Club, a competition sponsored by the city of Edinburgh, which was to be played at Leith Links. There were 13 rules, known as Leith's Rules, that were listed for the competition. Over 30 different clubs around Scotland adopted these 13 rules, and it became the basis for the modern game of golf. In 1754, the St. Andrew's Society of Golfers was formed to create its own annual competition using Leith's Rules. In 1764, the St. Andrew's Club created the world's first 18-hole golf course, which is today the standard. That original 18-hole course is still playable today, and it's known as the Old Course at St. Andrew's. Today, St. Andrew's is still considered to be the spiritual home of golf. In the 19th century, golf began to spread outside of Scotland. Clubs and courses began to spread all over England and then around the world. One of the biggest changes was to the ball. Golf balls in the 18th and early 19th centuries were made of leather and stuffed with feathers. However, balls transitioned to be made out of gutta percha, a natural latex found in trees in Southeast Asia. These balls, known as gutties, were easier to produce, were more durable, and provided a more consistent performance.
Some golfers began playing for money and were actually able to make a living at it. In 1860, the Prestwick Golf Club in Scotland established an annual tournament for professional golfers, which was known simply as the Open Championship. Eight golfers competed in the inaugural event, which was won by Willie Park Sr. The event is still played today, sometimes being known as the British Open, and is one of the four major tournaments in professional golf. While golf was gaining in popularity throughout the 19th century, it exploded in popularity in the last two decades of the century. As people now had more leisure time, more people played golf. To put this into perspective, in 1880, there were 12 golf courses in England. By 1900, just 20 years later, there were a 1,000. In the United States, several clubs formed to organize competitions, several of which hosted their own national amateur championships. Several of these clubs came together in 1894 in New York City to form the United States Golf Association, or USGA. They hosted the first United States Open Championship in 1895. All of the winners of the tournament were either English or Scottish until 1911. With the explosion of golf, there were still differing rules which were played all over the world. In 1899, the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews issued a set of rules which were designed to be used by all golf courses around the world. The USGA then later largely adopted the St. Andrews rules, establishing these two organizations as the most important ones in setting the rules of golf. In 1916, a group of club professionals in the United States came together to perform the Professional Golfers Association, or PGA. They hosted their own tournament that year, the PGA Championship, which is today one of the four major tournaments. It should be noted that the PGA and the PGA Championship are separate from the PGA Tour, which split off in 1968. The PGA Tour is for professional golfers, and the PGA is for club pros. One of the most significant figures in the history of golf emerged in the 1920s, Bobby Jones. Technically, Jones was a lawyer, and he played golf as an amateur his entire career on a part-time basis. However, despite being an amateur, he was by far the best player in the world. In 1930, he won all four of golf's major tournaments at that time in a single year. The British Open, the British Amateur, the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Amateur. Immediately after winning the Grand Slam, he retired from golf at the age of 28. He technically did turn professional, but only so he could make money from films and books. He never made a dime playing competitive golf. He established the Augusta National Golf Course in Augusta, Georgia in 1930, and in 1934, the club hosted their own competition called the Masters. Given its association with Jones, the tournament attracted all the top players immediately and quickly became known as the fourth of the major tournaments. If you were to go back in time about 100 years, the rules and courses would look very similar. The biggest difference was the equipment. While the gutty was the most popular ball, there were no rules about the size or weight. The USGA finally put rules in place regulating the size and weight of a golf ball to make a more level playing field. Golf clubs were originally made completely out of wood. In the 19th century, wood was only used in the shaft, and the head of the club was made out of iron. Clubs made entirely out of steel began appearing in the late 19th century. In the 20th century, advances in material science often found their way quickly into golf clubs and golf balls. Eventually, the rules of golf began to have very technical regulations for golf equipment that regulated how clubs and balls behaved, not just their weight or what they were made out of. While golf has traditionally been a male sport, women golfers have existed since the game was first established. Babe Diedrichsen Zaharias, an Olympic gold medalist, became one of the world's most famous golfers in the 1930s. 
The United States Women's Open was established in 1946, and the Ladies Professional Golf Association, LGPA, was established in 1950, one of the first professional sports leagues for women. Today, golf is big business. It's both a major professional sport as well as being actively enjoyed by amateurs around the world. It's estimated that there are over 40,000 golf courses around the world, with over 16,700 of them in the United States alone. Over 66 million people in the world play golf, enough that if they were their own country, it would be the 24th largest in the world. The global golf industry is over $100 billion annually, which is more than the annual GDP of Venezuela. By any measure, golf has become one of the most popular sports and activities on the planet, which isn't too bad for something that started out with a bunch of people hitting rocks with sticks. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Yun Lee over on Spotify. They write, My son Elliot, who is nine years old, listens to your podcast every day before sleep. He loves your podcast. Thanks for producing such an informative podcast, which is suitable for all ages. Well, thank you, Yun Lee. I'm glad that your son enjoys the show, and I seem to have a big following amongst a certain group of nine-year-olds. As always, as a reminder to all the parents out there, I'll always try to keep any unnecessary foul language out of the show, and I'll make it as clean as history will allow. Remember, if you leave a review or send me a boostagram, you too can have it read on the show.